Three, two, one, let's jam. Do you know the show that's from? No. I've been trying, so I've been trying to get you to watch this show for like seriously three years now. But it's in your favorite, least favorite genre or whatever our argument was the other day. Yeah. Okay. Um. It's from Cowboy Bebop. Right. Yeah. That's probably my number one animated show that I need to watch. It's not even that long. Like, if it was like, man, I really want to watch Naruto, but there's 3,000 episodes, I'd be like, okay, now I get that. So, the problem with anime for me is one thing. Sitting there the int- for 20 minutes straight, not being able to do anything but read. That. You're doing the same thing. Wait, but we have the captions on whenever we watch I'm not TVs read- anyway. I read them only if I can't understand what they said. I mean, you're not missing that much, though. You say that, and then I turn on um, Full Metal Alchemist, and as soon as I uh, look down and look back up, they're in the middle of like a weird argument fight scene where he was rebuilding stuff. Like, well, all right, okay, well. the fact that you like, because I've seen how you watch TV, and you watch TV with like with your phone or on your computer, so like, no, you actually have to pay attention. Yeah, that's my main problem. I'm, your I main have... problem is that you have to pay attention to a story. No, my main problem is that I have to. Uh, uh, is that I turn on, a lot of the times, the TV for me is on background noise. Oh, well, then you so, can't watch any of these shows. Exactly. But, Unless you just paid attention. The way that so it was meant I feel to like, be. So, I, I feel like I'm more, right now, I'm busier than I can put time to those shows. So, there's more stuff I want to do than watch those shows right now, and that's the only reason I'm, I rewatch all those comedies that you don't really have to listen to. I mean, I guess, like, that kind of makes sense, but at the same time, like... All those shows have something that you have to pay attention to. Unless you're just really just turning on something that you super don't care about. There is... There is, like... I have, like, a stuff... Like, boxes I need to check for a show. For... To not pay attention to. For background noise. I don't just want to hear noises the entire time. Because I... Not, not saying... Like, I would... I... Basically, there's a hierarchy... If I'm busy doing something that's not important, I'm kind of watching the show while I'm doing it. If I'm busy doing a sh- something that is important, there is, uh, I have, like, headphones on. If, if it's super important and it needs to be done right now, nothing. It's not, yeah, it's but you have a lot of downtime. Especially now. Yeah, so that's what, so that's just, the time I'm spending is for those, uh, the time I'm trying to get my writing, finish all that sort of stuff. Okay. So that's what it's going towards. And as soon as that gets done, I'll have... Uh, I'll have more time, but even when you have when you even when I've had that huge amount of time where I could just sit back and chill and watch something, it just for me it takes a small part of the enjoyment out when I have to read every single word, just a little bit. So like, it's I like anime and I like its stories. the The biggest problem for me is, you know the the part that is usually in a different language. You can watch it dubbed, I guess. And then if you do that, this they sound awful usually. Cowboy Bebop had really good dubbing, um, and even at that point, what else, like name name another anime with the Dragon Ball Z. Full Metal no. Alchemist was okay. Really? Okay. Full Metal so, Alchemist is okay. So so now I can um, I'll look at a couple of those shows again because I did like Full Metal Alchemist story. And There's a couple Cowboy that are kind of in that like perfect wheelhouse where like 
eighties anime dubbing is kind of rough. Like I, well, I'd say early, I'd say anytime up until the mid nineties, dubbing is a little bit rough. But then you have Cowboy Bebop. You have because you gotta realize those it was an afterthought in Japan, like to dub over for years. Yeah, and I heard Cowboy Bebop that they are like the gold standard for dubbing. Yeah, Cowboy Bebop's pretty awesome. Um, I don't like dubbed anime. I don't watch it dubbed. I just watch it subbed because the story was written in in Japanese. So I'll watch it in Japanese. But <laughs> so I'm yeah, also I one of like those that. guys that hates like when you watch, a, a, like when you play a game or watch a show and you're playing as like a Russian dude, and he's like, "All right, this is Victor. This is a." Vladimir Ivanov, like, you know, like, some sort of, like, Russian-ass name, and the guy's like, so this is what happened. I'm like, hold on, you just had two Russian guys talk to each other in English? They talk about that, what was it, uh, Archer on Danger Island, uh, Cyril's German, he's like, why are we speaking, why are we speaking German? Uh, why are we speaking English? Why not German? He says, we want to practice our English. It's like, okay, that's, like, a funny nod to it. That's kind of funny, like, that's funny because Archer doesn't really give a shit, like, yeah. Archer just kind of does what he wants. But, like, for most things, like, it makes no sense. Even with, like, even in sci-fi movies. Like, the little part that they did with, uh, in Guardians of the Galaxy, where they gave Star-Lord a, a universal translator in his neck. Like, that helped. Yeah. Like, so for me, I was like, oh, shit, alright, cool. I do want to, well, the only problem that was caused by that was, um, Tony Stark and all the people on Earth could still speak to his crew. And unless they all have translators, which is not that far, is not that outlandish. So they they might all have translators, but... Well, even in Star Wars, they don't call it English. They call it basic. What did they call Everybody it? Everybody in the galaxy learns basic, and then you call you can also learn Hatties and a lot of the other languages, but everybody learns basic, because it's just a basic language. Okay. Which I I like love. that. That's yeah, great. I really like that, that explanation. I... Does, doesn't Java only speak Hatisa? He only speaks Hatis. So, does he not... Is it more of like a power play for him? Or does he yeah. not know it? No, he speak, He can understand basic. He just only speaks Hatis. Okay. That's uh, that's fair. I actually like that. And that that's actually... And if you pay attention, like, look how much stuff is written in Star Wars in Hatis. Like, there's entire planets that are written in Hatis that, like, Jabba the Hutt's never been to. Because that gives a really grand scale to the to the Star Wars universe, the, but it also makes it a little bit more. Because isn't that just a little weird that every every planet and somehow no, you're controlling every no, planet speaking the it's same? It's not language. because in Star Wars they treat planets like we treat states. That actually, and if their technology is you know their technology is advanced, well you can so jump I to guess, hyperspace. Yeah. You can teach people English. I do have a question. What was the creative choice over from hyperspace over teleportation? Because they never do that. What? Probably just to differentiate, differentiate himself from uh, Star Trek. That's fair. Probably. That's that's that's. But I just because because like it's kind of it's almost the same thing. It's just one. You're not really. It's not really as physical as the other, and even then, that's kind of. Yeah, it was a lot. That I know that a lot of people hated, whichever Star Wars movie we all hated, Last Jedi. But um, I, I there was a lot of interesting things that I liked because they introduced new shit. 
and then they immediately just walk it all back. But using hyper uh, hyper jumps as a weapon was actually a super cool touch to me. It was, and I love that hyper, scene hyperspace. design. Yeah. That that scene design was amazing. Yeah, it was great. The problem was why like they the, immediately walked it back in the next <laughs> in the next yeah. movie. The problem I have with talking to people like talking to like actual huge Star Wars fans like this is all they study. The problem that it brought for them was that why didn't they do that the entire time? Why didn't they make just bad ships with hyperspeed engines and just launch them into other ships? Actually, what makes a lot more sense, and we can get into my issues with the new trilogy in June, because I was telling one of my friends, it makes no sense to have the Rebels become the Rebels again. Okay. They established a new government. You had 20 years in between where apparently you establish a new government and everybody was like, no, let's get behind these new Nazi guys. Like, what? No. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, it, you're right. You're, you're, there's a lot of problems with the new Star Wars trilogy. It's just, like, why are they like the scrappy underdogs again? Like, no, they did what Rocky tried to do. How Rocky was the underdog in every movie, and it's like, no, he's the world heavyweight champion who lives in a big house. Like, no, he's not the underdog. <laughs> or, or like, what? Like, I think we talked about this before. The fact that like, why are rewatch, they still? Why do people still believe in the Force? Here's my point. Uh, no, 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 they believe in the Force because they know who Luke Skywalker is. That makes sense. Twenty years in between, which it's not a huge long time, but most of the think about it this way: most of those people are just kind of hearing it from planets and light years away no here's my question why aren't there more people beating down luke skywalker's door they say that he that planet is uncharted or something no but there should be like the jedi academy should be like full it should look like coruscant they well, I, i'm pretty sure they explained it they said that uh so luke wanted to end the jedi that was the whole the whole big deal he wants to end the jedi it makes no fucking sense you're right about that, but that doesn't mean they didn't explain it. No, but like, if you think about it, if... Okay. Imagine if, like, a Tai Chi teacher liberated an entire country. There'd be, like, millions of people just at that Tai Chi, tai chi teacher's door. Yeah, okay. But... Now imagine I mean, if well, you had a whole planet. Because you can see, because those those people do the stuff for some reason, like stuff that scale, kind of happens, and it like the huge scale of things happen, and they get super famous for about like a year, and, thing and too, then they kind of die. Here's the thing that bugs me about the whole government thing: when you look at who's in the Republic or the the, the Rebel Alliance, bro, you have Princess Leia Organa, who is the daughter of a senator. Who was trained in diplomacy. They talk about that. You have Lando Calrissian. Who was the mayor of a city planet. You have. All of the Rebel Alliance's generals. So you could pre- you have, saying you could pretty much like. Trade your way to the top. Your of government's pretty much intact. Right there. Yeah, You could. Yeah that's true. So that is another thing. Where are they coming up with the funds to constantly... Either side. Where are they coming okay, up with the funds okay, to constantly okay. overthrow... And this, is, and this is where you talk about that. Because if you played Shadows of the Empire, which, go play Shadows of the Empire, uh, it's good. It's fine. But it's a better... It's a way better story than, than it is a game. But if you... 
if you know anything about Shadows of the Empire, they're basically going through a criminal organization to raise their money. Which, Han Solo right there. Yeah. So, they're going through this guy named Prince uh, Shizor. You know what would be fucking awesome is, is Star Wars Episode Seven. Prince Shizor comes and collects on a debt. And he's like, listen. You guys won the war. Congratulations. You owe us this amount of money. Or what I'll take instead, because I'm a prince of a crime syndicate, I want a seat at the Senate. Well, that's your A story. Because here's the thing. What, and this is not what this podcast is about today. I don't even care. We're, we're rolling. The thing about the... what Here's what should have happened with the prequel trilogy and the sequel trilogy. The prequel trilogy did a great job of setting up what happens. And the best thing I heard was that... Excuse me. The best thing I heard was that the prequels are interesting times with boring people. The original trilogy is boring times with interesting people. So, which means that in the end one, obviously you don't want boring times and boring people. No. But if you would have had your A story kind of be that diplomacy part, because the diplomacy part actually in Star Wars 1, 2, and 3 is actually super interesting. Just not in a movie. Just not in an action movie. But, so, going back to what you said about interesting and interesting people... So, obviously, what they did was, in the new trilogy, they tried to do interesting, interesting. But they didn't do And the problem either. was, the problem was that when you, well, okay. I still don't know way, who Poe is. Purely this way. If you, your main character is Rey. If you look at her, she is a very interesting, that she grew up, basically the same story of Luke. She, Which is she, the first problem. Yeah. So, if you look at just her character, she's a smuggler, not a smuggler, a, a, a scrapper. A scavenger. Who grew up on a kind of like a junkyard planet thing. Who suddenly now has the ability to use a force. And now you're like, why? What's going on? That's an interesting person. But I in guess, the interesting times... I guess, but my times, first question when they said that, well, I'm like, well, why did the force ever leave? It's been, what, 20 years? and Yeah. You had and then interesting centuries times, of Jedi before that. Then interesting times would be the part where, uh, for some reason, a new order is rising. That's, that was their whole selling point. Okay, and there's order. a way you can do have the uprising um and it's through grand admiral thrawn who's another character in star wars that we don't really see so what i was thinking was that you have your a story as far as well not really your a story but as far as your diplomatic side you have lando calrissian and leia organa or leia solo i guess at this point actually no you can have a couple stories you can have leia organa and han solo kind of struggling with their marriage because Han Solo is a smuggler who became a war hero. And now Leia Organa is going back to the life she's always lived, probably in Coruscant. So at this point, you rebuild Coruscant, and Han Solo's just sitting there. Not really quite... Like, he's he's still, like, a big deal. Maybe he's a general. Maybe he's, like, an admiral or something like that. He's still a big deal. I think he is a general at the end of uh, Return of the Jedi, right? Yes. I think they call him General Solo. Yes, yeah. Um... But yeah, you can have you can have him be a general, but like there's a general with no wars to fight. And he's not a soldier. He's a smuggler. So he's kind of bored just like, oh man, what the fuck do I even do? But you know, you don't you don't have to have Ray's or you don't have to have Ben Solo turn into Kylo Ren or anything like that. Not yet. What you can do instead of that, you can have him basically doing peacekeeping missions, but the peacekeeping missions are like him taking down like his old running buddies. So, what you're describing sounds like boring times, interesting people. Okay, hold on. Which is kind of a sweet spot. Which is the A story. 
is him just kind of struggling with that life. The B story, because now the, his thing would be, oh, cool, now I get to talk to Prince Shizor. Because he knows of Prince Shizor because they, you know, they're both criminals that kind of ran in parallel circles. Your B story is Admiral Thrawn is is bringing up this this giant army because Grand Admiral Thrawn was an Imperial general who had like a paramilitary resistance against Luke Skywalker. So now you can set up with that story too, and now you can have maybe the first maybe you have the Black Sun Syndicate and Grand Admiral Thrawn. Those are your two big bads, and that's how you establish that moving forward. So when with Episode Seven. Just establish, hey, these people are older. They're not quite the same as they used to be. Luke is, you know, Luke is kind of struggling with his. What makes a lot of sense is that you have this giant temple, right? But the problem is Luke is having a hard time because there's no other Jedi in the galaxy. And sure, he can train up a Jedi in 20 years. But, okay, now there's two teachers for the galaxy. So if you had like this giant thriving Jedi Academy on Coruscant too, you'd have just Luke up there. And now he's having a hard time and he's seeing visions and he's grappling with the dark side. And there's a lot of interesting things that you can do there too. So now you have this political side where, and here's, here's the way that you can execute it. You can execute it the same way that they executed it in Captain America Winter Soldier. There's a lot of political intrigue there and a lot of action there that meshed so what i'm saying is maybe captain america maybe in this role you have so you had captain america falcon and black widow right and they're all kind of doing different things so captain america was kind of in the middle so that's your han solo because now he has to figure out two different things he has to figure out well wait a minute prince Shizor is saying this this and this and also i'm the general and i'm getting intel about some guy named grand admiral Thrawn, and you have luke who's seeing these visions of a giant army being raised against the Republic, that's Prince Shizor. And you have Leia, who's trying to figure out how to keep it hush-hush, that they're basically working with the Mafia. And that's, you know, her story. So now you have all these different stories all coming together at the same time, and that's when you start... Then you can start slowly introducing characters like Ben Solo. So I think that long-term, that was kind of what Mandalorian was supposed to do, was supposed to do that. But the problem with... Mandalorian and mixed with the Star Wars universe, the new trilogy, is how are you going to get these people to interact if they're over 20 years apart? And then, and if you are going to do that, you can't have a movie that takes place 10 years, that takes place, um, takes place once in this duration of one season. Yes, to no, do no, the, no, 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 you can, you can do that. You can do that with a movie pretty easily and the, the easiest way to describe it. Here's the thing. When you look at any revolution, think about okay. So the American War for Independence, right, lasted from lasted from seventeen seventy six to seventeen eighty. I really want to say eighty. I think seventy nine or eighty. Okay. The United States, as we know it, with the Constitution, was established in seventeen eighty seven. They fought a war in eighteen twelve. Well, it took them 25 years to get right back in war. That's okay, that's true. Or 15 years. Uh, let me do some quick maths. Five, yeah, 25 years to get back into a war. Yeah, I, okay. With the country they rebelled against. 
Okay, so yeah. So you, you could, could... It's conceivable that it's like, okay, we're having a really hard time building up this country. Because that was one of the issues with the War of 1812. was like, wait a minute. Okay, well now France wants money. So how do we help France out? Well, France is having this issue with England. Well, England wants to get this, this, and this back. And that's where you get your Grand Admiral Thrawn. Basically a guy who rose through the ranks. And now everything's crumbled around him. But he was still off conquering the you know frontiers of space so the problem with tv shows and movies interacting is that if you're going to have them interact their big guns can't be you're merging them together cannot be done at the same time no no i'm not saying merging. i'm saying you, you could have done a completely finale, different story but your season finale has got to have some sort of we're talking approach. about two different things here yeah we probably are i'm, I'm talking, talking about, about just the movies the mandalorian you can leave the mandalorian how it is it's fine I'm talking about how they tried to set up the uh, hugeness of the of the new trilogy by using the Mandalorian. No, I'm not talking about that at all. I'm talking. I'm saying that the whole trilogy should have been thrown away. Oh yeah, obviously. Because it was like the way that they did it. You can easily tell a story about establishing government and all the forces that come after it. You can tell that story in space. That's basically what you'd be doing with the new Star Wars movies. And the thing is, you can still do The Mandalorian. Because The Mandalorian does not have anything to do with the rest of the series. Does, they say it problem. does, but it, let's be real. The only thing that we've seen that ha- that The Mandalorian really has to do with anything else is force healing from Rey. Yeah, that was my biggest problem. That's it. That's all that they did. So you can leave The Mandalorian how it is. Because who? what, what main character is in there from another movie? They even say, well, the, the Republic fell. Those are no good to me. You, you know how much or I the would Empire love fell. to have actual Boba Fett in it. But I know he's probably not going to be there. Season two. Probably season two or Hopefully. three. Hopefully. Uh, he's probably, probably season two or three. Um, but, I mean, that's even... Some, the Star Wars or the Solo uh, the solo movie should have been a TV show. And you can step... Because then you can do an Adventure of the Week. It makes a yeah, lot of sense. That would have been cool. But I'm saying the whole trilogy... And even then, you can leave Solo and Rogue One the way they are. The only thing I would change, actually, and it, this would be if I was leaving the original trilogy together, or the original sequel trilogy together, um, the seven people that were captured, or the people that were captured in Rogue One, or died in Rogue One, or whatever, they should have been the Knights of Ren. How? Because those are kind of like two very different stories. How would they even... So the Knights of Ren, there's as many people in Rogue One as are in, are in the Knights of Ren. So and... you're saying almost like a brainwashing sort of re- reprogramming yeah. sort of thing would have gone on? Yeah. Uh, and then that takes place beginning of the uh, of the original trilogy. So yeah, so you would have had. To, so no, it wouldn't. But I mean, they just brought up Jedi Fallen Order out of fucking nowhere. They just made that up and they just kind of threw that into the series. Sto- I need to story wise. Is that going with the new trilogy yeah. at all? No, it's it's in between three and four. And it doesn't have anything to mess with the stories. Like you aren't not really no. That's but it's like nothing to do choice, with the like, way to yeah. like, but that's what I'm saying. Like all these extra stories you can do. Star Wars 13, 13, like doesn't have anything to do. That's why post six, there's so many things you could have done. Yeah. It's that I would love to see Star Wars, but not about Star Wars really. Like not if the original trilogy can be the, the, the movies can be about the movies, but I want to see more Star Wars stories where they're not really talking about Star Wars. Where it just happens to take place on Tatooine or something yeah. like that, yeah. Like the Mandalorian did. Mandalorian would be a good one. Solo would be a good one. And and then you can even you can 13, even kind of like make characters. would have been good. Clone Wars is pretty good at that. I it's just 
and Disney loves doing this, but I'm kind of tired of seeing TV shows that supposedly go with the movie, but when you actually watch them, they don't really change they're at all. They're really bad at that because Agents of Shield. Well, here's the reason why they're so bad at it is because it's not the same creative team. Yeah, that was yeah, because you can the whole first of all bringing Coulson back that was a weird choice by them. Should never died. I think that never. I think that if he was to be brought back, he should have been brought back in the movies. Well, he also the here's the problem with Coulson. He should never died because this was called the Avenger Initiative before they decided that they needed to avenge Coulson. <laughs> that is kind of funny to me. They're avenging the whole world was kind of birthed on just Coulson. Yeah, but he called it the Avenger Initiative, kind of like, which makes a lot of sense because I mean they called it like. Project Goliath, they had Project Exodus, they had Project Pegasus, they had all these names. Avenger just sounds cool. It's okay to have a name that just sounds kind of cool to say. You hear about that theory that Project Exodus is referring to X-Men? Mm -hmm. What do you think? Here's my problem with the MCU X-Men is that no matter what you do, it's going to be compared to a probably way... You're not going to top the casting of the first X-Men movie. I... Patrick Stewart is Professor X. Halle Berry is Storm. Hugh Jackman is Wolverine. Um, Rebecca Romjin as... Or I think it's Romjin or something like that. As Jean Grey. And then... Because they tried to outcast it with the new ones. And then it, they just ended up keeping Hugh Jackman. So the only person who I think kind of... Who kind of... Uh, uh, let's say... Was the better casting is uh, Jennifer Lawrence as no all, no no really why not Jennifer Lawrence completely here's the thing about Mystique actually I think Rebecca Rumgen played Mystique yeah I, think I forgot who played Jean Grey but the thing about Mystique and the other ones was that she was like when I saw Mystique for the first and I was a kid I was Batman or uh, not Batman uh, X Men came out two thousand I think two thousand. So I was six, probably five or six when I saw that movie, when I saw the first X-Men. Looking back at Mystique, when she walks on the screen, you can tell who's in control. I would... Her, when it's her and Magneto, you can tell, they're like, oh, those two are the ones. Ian McKellen kills that shit. Technically, it's a prequel, though, so she's not there yet. Okay, but even when it was actually part of X-Men canon, like in Days of Future Past? And like I said, technically, she's not... She. It's no, about her growth to a character. At that point, she was. In, in X-Men First Class? Sure, you're right. I'm completely with you. By X-Men Days of Future Past? No, you are that character. You are Mystique. You're right. She should at that. And she at, had, when I saw like? her, in I mean, the, who's the dude that played Magneto? Um, the new guy, the, or yeah, the new one. Mm, no. Was it Fastbender? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was Michael. Fassbender. I was thinking Kevin Bacon, but he played the other guy. So. When it was yeah, yeah, he was in the movie. Uh, when it was like Michael Fastbender, he seemed like someone who was like, like I could see him turning into Ian McKellen. Yeah, he was a good choice. Um, James McAvoy. It's I kind of a not stretch. I see him turning into Patrick Stewart. It's kind of a stretch. It's a huge but you stretch. could you could given what what is the age difference like 20 years? 40. 40 40 years like 
That might be right. I don't, I don't know their ages. But given their age difference, he definitely has a lot of time to when grow he had his shit, When he shaved his head, I was like, what are you doing, dude? That did look weird. It didn't fit no, him to when have his he, head shaved. When he was just, when he was like, um, just in the chair and he had longish hair. I was like, yeah, I can see this. I, yeah, I actually kind of like that. And then when they shaved his head, I was like, what, why? Why? The whole point was making these guys younger, and he made them look the exact same, but completely different. So what I think when you're casting a comic book character, which he should do, is ha- is not make the actor look like the character. You make the character look like the actor. Best casting of all time, and I will die on this, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Who? Everyone. Everyone. They kept everyone, all but like one person. In every single one of those movies. But Over like 15 years. The first Harry Potter came out in 2001. Or in 2000. That's your best casting of all time? What other movie Nick did they Fury. keep people? No, wait. Keep people? You're talking about keeping people? You kept the entire cast. Yeah, all right. Over nine movies. In 15, maybe 20 years. First of all, you know automatically that the, the uh, next movie to do it on the list would be all the Avengers movies. Uh, nope, you lost Hulk almost immediately. He wasn't in the first Iron Man movie. He was in the first Hulk movie. The Hulk... Oh, you're right, he was... Uh, Nick Ed Fury Norton shows up at the end of Hulk. Ed Norton. Yeah, yeah, Ed Norton. Okay, then another controversial choice. You also choice. changed War Machine. Another controversial choice. Um, Fast and Furious. Who's number... Who's the second on this no, list? No, 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 the, the reason why it's the best casting of all time for me is because... You were able to find exactly who fit those characters, and they grew up with your movies and adapt. And oh. it was an adaptation. Okay. That's why it's no doubt the best of all time to me. So here's the here's the problem with when you're doing a book, you can kind of shape the movie to have a different character. But when you're doing a comic, those characters have now become fairly iconic. So you gotta have a you gotta be oh, able to. Oh, the show second them. best casting of all time is uh, first Iron Man. Because they kept him for, jeez, a lot of movies. No, but like Robert Downey Jr., that was his career at the time. It was seen as a risk having him be Iron Man. Then you could, get, but you could say the same for pretty much the entire. Stephen Strange is a great casting. You could say the same for pretty much the entire original Avengers. Being Captain America was kind of the same way. Uh, what's his name? Chris Evans. Chris Evans. He he at the time was kind of a B-list actor. Who oh yeah, this had rocketed anything. all of them up. Yeah. Well, except for maybe like, oh hey, we have a guest on the podcast. Hello, hey, buddy. How'd you get in here? He opened the door. Yes. Must have hands. All right. Well, must have hands. <laughs> um. Yeah, but that that casting to me was impeccable, just with the first Harry Potter, because you didn't have the same characters. You don't see characters growing in the end of the movie like that, and I think that was where. Here's why this, okay, and this is, as a huge X-Men fan, as a huge X-Men fan, this is why that casting bothered me, is because what should have happened is you should, this, you gotta remember, the first X-Men movie takes place when they're in high school. These are high schoolers. The Xavier Institute for Gifted Youngsters is a high school. Okay. Storm is a teacher. Makes sense. Well, it depends. It depends which one you read. But Storm is a teacher. Jean Grey is a student. Cyclops is a student. There's a lot of students there. Wolverine is a wild card. Wolverine just shows up. Yeah, he's he's literally a wild card. He's a guy who shows up, has a teaching role for like a couple minutes, and then... I actually like in X-Men Evolution when they made him a teacher. 
and then he's he, basically like just telling everybody to fuck off. Yeah, then he kind of like <laughs> does his own thing for like a long decade. <laughs> but no, like it makes a lot of sense. And so if you're gonna do that, then you can have. I would love to see a younger Scott Summers, but like a young Scott Summers. Let's get like a 16, 17 year old Scott Summers. The first X Men movie, straight up, and especially in I'm not a fan. I still. Okay, before everybody on the podcast kills me, no, I didn't watch any of the Spider-Man movies because I don't care. What? I've been burnt out on Spider-Man. But these ones are actually, well, I the first care. one's actually good. I've been through three franchises with these people. You've been burnt too many times, I get it, you're jaded. Now. I've been through three franchises of Spider-Man, as well as the Spider-Man TV show, and Spider-Man Unlimited, and Ultimate Spider-Man. So I've been around with Spider-Man. And plus, he was never really my favorite character to begin with. I was always like... Team X-Men all But the they kind of like nailed it for That's this one. fine. Here's the thing. When people are like, well, you watch all the X-Men movies, you're right. I did. And guess what? X-Men 1 is great. X-Men 2 is great. X-Men First Class is great. X-Men Days of Future Past is great. The Wolverine's great. The first 20 minutes of X-Men Origins Wolverine are great. X-Men Last Stand is mediocre. <laughs> X-Men Apocalypse is bad. Um, um, and Logan's great. What about uh, Dark Phoenix? Didn't watch it. So you haven't watched all of them. Didn't watch it. Skipped it. <laughs> it's not good. Skipped that shit hard. It's not good. Looked at it. Watched the first 20 minutes. I was like, oh, this is going to be trash. And just left. After watching Legion and going to that one, I was like, that that movie sucks. But, like, here's the thing. When you do the list, the same list for Spider-Man, Spider-Man 1's good. Spider-Man 2's good. Amazing Spider-Man is interesting. Um. That's what I mean. Like... Far from, no, uh, yeah, Far From Home, that's what okay, fine. it's called. Okay, fine, alright, cool, let's do this again. So we'll go with Homecoming's the original, first one. We'll go with the original X-Men. One and two are great. So let's go with your original Spider-Man, right? One and two are great. Yeah. Then we'll go to that reboot trilogy. Days, uh, first Class is great, Days of Future Past is great. So we'll go Amazing to your Spider-Man's reboot. good, Amazing Spider-Man's pretty good. Okay, we'll go, that's still 4-3. You don't keep... Then the second one was not good. Then we'll go with that weird ass Wolverine trilogy that they did somehow for some reason. Sidebar: the first twenty minutes of X Men Wolverine Origins are fantastic. Everything else in the movie is garbage. The first twenty minutes are great. The Wolverine is great. Logan's amazing. Logan's fucking amazing. Logan's almost a perfect ten. So I'm at six movies now that are good out of nine. Out of I didn't watch Apocalypse. I didn't want. I did watch Apocalypse. That was, that was bad. Um, so Apocalypse, um, Dark Phoenix, X-Men Origins, Last Stand. However, so I'm at 6 out of 10. But there's only 7, uh, Spider-Man movies so far. Okay. And 3 are good. 3 are good. Uh, you got Spider-Man Homecoming, right? Okay, so Spider-Man Homecoming is 4. Um. And Far From Home is 5. Far From Home, yeah. It's not the best. I'll put but Far From I'll, Home I'll it against it. the yeah. Wolverine. Uh, yeah, okay. So you have five out of seven. Let's do some math. You have five out of seven movies that are good. I have six out of ten. Five out of seven. So you might be a little bit higher, but we haven't even cracked into... And actually, if I wanted to cheat, which I do, Deadpool's great. Deadpool 2's good. Those take place in the X Men universe. They if I, take place if in I get Logan, universe. I get Deadpool. No. If I get Logan, I get Deadpool. Logan stands. Logan is on its own level. You know that. 
Logan. If is I like, get if I get Logan, the Wolverine and X Men Origins Wolverine, I get Deadpool and Deadpool too. Deadpool doesn't exist in. Yes, it's, he does. It's in a parallel. It's in like no, it's not. It exists no, in no, both no, the no, Avengers no, they show it. and the X Men universe. Now it now it does, but before it didn't. They showed it. They showed the all the uh, characters from X Men First Class. Yeah. Like twice. And then in Avengers, he talks about Tony Stark. And. He's not. In that's Avengers. pretty much it. He's not in Avengers. No, I mean, uh, uh, in Deadpool, he talks about. So I have eight Avengers out of twelve characters. movies that are great because I'm taking Deadpool. I don't care. It's, and it's a Fox project. Okay, fine. You're just gonna. So and it's a Fox project. Gonna... That's the thing. It's a Fox project, and they actually show the characters from First Class and Days of Future Past. They showed that reboot. So I have twelve movies, and eight of them are great. You have seven movies, and five of them are great. That's why with X Men, I'm still like. Okay, fine. You, I'll give you. I'll give you. Uh, yeah, and you know what? No, I was never arguing that uh, Spider Man was better. I, I'm just saying X Men. Was that me? Spider-Man's was that all comparable. me? Yeah. <laughs> was that all me going on my rant? <laughs> yeah, I was just saying Spider Man's pretty good now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Sorry, guys. But. Alright, So. No, fuck! I'm not done with this rant yet. <laughs> I have eighty percent of movies that are good. I, well, no. Did I say 8 out of 12? No, because I, I had 6 out of 10. So, 8 out of 12. So, 8 out of 12. So, so Spider-Man has 70% of his movies are good. Don't get me wrong. That's a high number. Yeah. It's a high bar. Especially with four different fucking actors in those movies. Two of them are bad. Here's what I always say. Tobey Maguire is a great Peter Parker, but an awful Shitty Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Andrew Garfield is an amazing, Peter Par- uh, amazing Spider-Man, but he's an awful uh, Peter Parker. Pun intended. And then what was the pun Tom, uh, Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, oh, nice. Okay, so let's do the math, and it, X-Men's 5% worse than Spider-Man. But, so fuck you guys. We have 12 movies coming out. <laughs> Alright. Alright. So I love X-Men. I'm sorry, I love I, X-Men. Yeah, X-Men's, X-Men's my favorite. I, I, X-Men's great. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that one. I'll ju- I'm just saying that now you should watch Homecoming and Far From Home. You know my real issue with X-Men and Far From Home and Homecoming Oh, wait, is? hold on. What, what about Venom? We forgot Venom. Sure, you can knock down your score with Venom. What? That wasn't... You didn't like that? Oh, that's not fair. It's Deadpool for me. It's Deadpool the Spider-Man universe. That's fair. Here's the thing about Venom. If that movie doesn't have Tom Hardy, the movie's ass. <laughs> that, that movie is one Tom Hardy away from being Green Lantern. So, Tom Hardy... So... I think they, they're going to bring Mor- it to the... Morbius is going to be awful. I don't know. Only because the new Spider-Man is supposed to have... It's supposed to be like Here's a weird problem. merge of the two. Here's the problem. I love the idea of Morbius the living vampire. He's like... No, he used to be on the, X- the Spider-Man TV show all the time when I was a kid. The idea of Morbius the living vampire just rolling up to Spider-Man being like, Yo, what's up? Guess what? I'm a vampire. It's crazy, because they introduced Blade that way in the TV show. He was in the TV show too? Yes. Man, I need to rewatch that. That TV show has so many characters that have no business being in a kid show. <laughs> Fair. Okay. Black Cat's bad as hell on that show. You're just watching, like, damn. Like, <laughs> a little four-year-old self, like, looking like, yo. <laughs> Fam. <laughs> I, I remember, I remember uh, watching a decent amount of that show. You got Punisher out here. They don't have him not with a gun in anything in that entire series. 
For every s- frame with the Punisher, he has at least too many guns. At least too many. Yeah. All right. I like Punisher. So he's underrated movie. Punisher Warzone. Really? Yeah. What about the Daredevil movie? Oh no, no the movie's ass. I the love I, my. I love the character. Listen, I, I Ben Affleck. I don't ever cool. want you to be a superhero again. Really? Just stop it. You're just done with it. You couldn't find one character who you'd fit. Because much as people hate him, I think he was, he played a really good. I'll Jaded punch Batman. you right in your fucking face. Okay, no, Jaded Batman. Yeah, I'll give you that one. Um, no, here's the thing about Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck doing a comic book story, I wouldn't mind. Him doing a superhero story, I don't like because when you look at what Ben Affleck directs, is things like The Town, which is a bank robbery movie. Um, Argo, which is an extraction movie. Okay, I get it. I would love... I think he's great at stuff like that. I think him doing a role... Like, I can't really think of a comic book that he... that I mean, I'm sure there's... Maybe something like The Losers. I think he'd do, I think he'd do well at Losers. I think he'd do well at... Um, that was already a movie, but I mean... Yeah, but I think I think you could... I think if he went a, gr- a bit gritty with it, you'd... The Kitchen, um, which is that... The thing that was adapted from a uh, book or from a comic. I that had so much hope for that movie. Yeah, it didn't do too well. I kind of wanted to see um, it. But movie. there's a lot of comic books. I, I, I'm sorry, let me not say comic books. I think there's a lot of graphic novels that he could adapt well. But I don't want to see him playing Superman or Batman or Daredevil or anything like that. I don't think that fits him. You're right, because if you look... Ben Affleck, let's see. Let's see if I can remember a movie he was in. Well, he was in uh, Good Will Hunting, right? I think so. It was Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Yeah. Yeah, so him playing kind of a mentor character who's doesn't exactly have the ex- that's not his expertise, but that's the guy who play- he plays. That is a that's There's why he was a decent Batman being superheroes. He was a decent Batman because he was he was the guy who's I'm getting too old for this. Okay, you know what? Oh, yeah, that's true. But let me ask you this: Does Ben Affleck seem like the kind of person whose heroes were real people or comic book characters? Real people, definitely. Right. Oh, for sure. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I think... Now, I, I think that when you look at guys who are great comic book characters, I think that they're either A, already caricatures. Like, Robert Downey Jr., when he talks, is a caricature of... Rob, like, that... You he's... can tell that's... And even the way he's acted in other movies. Yo, Robert Downey Jr. is such a good actor that he made blackface acceptable. For one movie. So... One was... movie. First of all... Just Robert Downey Jr., in one movie, first was okay. of all, you know I hate blackface in any kind of role. Right, because blackface. The reason, yeah, yeah, because just that. Um, but the reason, <laughs> just stop there. <laughs> but the reason he, uh, I heard, I was, I was talking to some people. Tropic Thunder is a movie I've very Tropic much tried Thunder to get through. Only gets a pass because it's a parody. That's yeah. That's what the main consensus was. That's the was. only reason it gets a pass, and the only reason it gets a pass. Is because he drops the... Number one, he drops the act. And he's like... I think in the movie and... In the movie, movie, he drops the act. No, outside the movie, he doesn't drop the act until the DVD commentary. (laughs) Which is fucking hilarious. (laughs) Um, Number two, there was an actual black dude in the movie whose only job was to keep telling him that he was not black. And number three, the way he was acting was a parody of like black actors in the seventies and like black exploitation movies. So I heard, I and heard that the they way... also give like they get they tell you that he was a method actor in in the movie. They tell you he's a method actor who's like 
known for taking insane roles, and in the movie, it's crazy that he's acting this way. It's so there's like so many layers of like this is why this is only okay for this one role in this one movie for like thirty minutes. The Tropic Thunder is the one is the is the most mainstream controversial movie. Oh, I cannot think of another mainstream movie that's 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 uh any more controversial than that one. Yeah, and that's the only. But that's the thing. That's the only reason he gets a pass is because he does like. There was like a thousand layers of like this is why this is only okay right now. It's just I heard that it was supposed to be it was supposed to show how white people can think they can get every role. Yeah, that's what the whole point was. And that okay, because so. actually Robert Downey Jr. in the movie is based off Heath Ledger. He's he's an Australian dude who acts in all these crazy movies. He even does like a not Brokeback Mountain where he plays a gay priest. And the whole thing was that he became gay for that movie. Like that's the whole joke. Who directed that movie? I don't know. Do you know if it was, like, script-driven or if it was ad-lib? I know that Ben Stiller produced it. It was, like, Ben Stiller's idea and Jack Black's in it and Robert Downey Jr. and then, like, a couple other people. Like, Tom Cruise is in it for, like, 30 seconds. Ah, oh, Tom Cruise. <laughs> I, I'm i gonna have to try that movie again. If, here's the it. thing about it, though. If you... That movie only gets a pass because they go to so many lengths... For me, they go to so many lengths saying that it's wrong... That if you don't get the message, you're willingly not getting the message. If yeah. you just don't want to condone it at all, I'm completely cool with that. I completely understand why you wouldn't want... It's kind of like I had a hard time getting through uh, Django. Because, like, sure, it's a slave killer. Or it's a slave... It's a slaver killer. But at the same time, you still have people dressing up like the Ku Klux Klan. You still have slave... You know, you still have slavers, like, beating black women. Like Jojo Rabbit. Same thing. Yeah. So, it's still a hard thing to get through. It's like, is this kind of... Are you... Do you really think it's okay to poke fun at this? Is it... Is it... Yeah, it's it's definitely on that line. So, and that's kind of how I feel. I'm not one of those guys that's like, oh, well, you can't handle... No. Like, if you... If this isn't something that you support, I completely understand that. Basically... If it, it it happened, and I would never want to see it again. That's that's my thing. If I don't want to see a movie where a guy plays blackface to try to do what uh, Tropic Thunder did again. Yeah, no, I'm pretty much over that. If yeah, you, don't. like, at this point, it's kind of on you. It's yeah. kind of like, I know it's like, and we talked about this last week. It's kind of like uh, Roddy Roddy Piper when he painted himself half black to fight Bad News Brown. Like, it's only funny because I wasn't there at the time. And, like, looking back, like... Like, that was, like, Roddy Roddy Piper said, like, yeah, no, that wasn't cool. Like, I was wrong for doing that. I just thought it was funny. Like, basically, like, what he said was, like, no, I thought that was funny in 1986. And the older I got, the more I realized how bad of an idea that was and how much I should not have done that. And so, like, there's stuff like that. But, like, with, with Robert Downey Jr., he actually, like, the character of Robert Downey Jr. was, like, no, the whole point of this is to show how, like, because, like I said, it was basically kind of a ripoff of, like, Heath Ledger. But, like, not in a disrespectful way. It was, like, basically a ripoff of, like, method acting. And the who person that they used was Heath Ledger. Yeah, Heath Ledger while was, he was probably still alive. the most he was famous. Still, yeah, and he was still alive when they were filming it. So it wasn't, like... Um, one thing... Let's see. Shoot, I was going to say something about Robert Downey Jr. Well, moving on. I'll, I guess I'll tell you when I can remember it again. Uh, so moving on to the next thing. Um, Assassin's, Creed. Assassin's Creed dropped their trailer. Are you excited for this? First of I, all... Hot takes. There's only been one good Assassin's Creed. There's only been two good Assassin's Creed games. Black Flag. There's been three good Assassin's Creed games. What are the other two? Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed 2, 
Assassin's Creed Black okay. Flag. As a person who every other Assassin's Creed tried to play the first Assassin's Creed, it's not good. It was good for its time, though. Right. Yeah. It's not really a good game. It's it's a game that has. It's Assassin's a, Creed Two still stands up though. Uh, Go back and play two. Because Assassin's the first Assassin's Creed was pretty much only puzzle, puzzles, hundred percent puzzles, almost no fighting. And I was like, this is kind of boring. It's it's not great. Yeah, so no, go back, go back and play Assassin's Creed 2. Assassin's Creed 2 is good. Assassin's Creed 2, which one was that? That was... Italy. Oh, that one's not bad. Yeah, okay. no. Assassin's Creed 2 and Assassin's Creed Black Flag are good. Everything else is crap. I would still not argue... Crap. I would Everything still argue that like an honorable mention would be Syndicate. Syndicate was pretty good. I don't... Just fuck Syndicate. And here's why. If you weren't fighting in the gangs, there was nothing interesting about that. Oh, yeah, you're definitely right. But I like the fact, I like, one of the things I like about Assassin's Creed is that you can, is that the stories take place and they're in a, like, they're just people who happen to be assassins. That's the, that's their best uh, Assassin's Creed stories are told like that. Not like, we're assassins and these are our people things too. This is what we also do. But because like, you get Black Flag, he wasn't even an assassin and then he right, became an assassin. What? I beat all the assassin missions just so I'd never have to play the assassin missions again. Exactly. A person who wasn't really... He's not really an assassin. Actually, they, they, that, that story actually was really good because they do kind of tie it into being a pirate, whereas in Assassin's Creed Syndicate, like, the brother just starts a gang that way because that way he can fight. So... Like, what's the point of him starting a gang? I'm not... So, yeah, the story's not great, but the game plays, actually... The fighting, group fighting, is really fun in that game. It's always been fun. It's Assassin's Creed. It's, like... And that's what... Every, that's why I consider it an honorable game, mention. Every game company ripped off Assassin's Creed with some sort with their combat in some way. Uh, let's see. Batman Arkham Asylum's entire combat system is basically Assassin's Creed. Um, Spider-Man tweaked Batman, so, yeah, I could tackle it. It could... It can technically be tied to it, to it. So, I'll give you that. The only game that's been ripped off more for combat is Call of Duty. Good lord, yeah. And I'm so tired of those games. But I'm excited for this one because here's what I realized a long time ago about Assassin's Creed. I don't really give a shit about anything except for the setting, and I want to play as a Viking. So yeah, I'm in. Come in. Yeah, I do wonder because because you know you heard that Watch Dogs got postponed. They were gonna try to do them both in the same year. Um, then, and even kind of around the same time, so they still might release them kind of together. They, Watch Dogs is going to, it's postponed indefinitely though, so we don't know about that. But, um, I would, I'm very interested to see, basically, which one comes out at top, on top. Ubisoft actually has, in my opinion, way too many franchises to do yearly releases. Okay. Like, cool. you should have, like, if you're coming out with, what, with... Assassin's Creed in 2020, and Watch Dogs in 2021, and Far Cry in 2022, then you should have Assassin's Creed ready to go by 2023. I mean, they do yearly releases for why? Assassin's Creed, so... Why? That, that, I don't know. I, I don't That's know. what I'm saying, like, why? Immediately. It's... I don't understand the yearly release thing. It's just the fact that they're doing it, so technically, if we wait a little bit, we'll get one next year, too. It's just doesn't but when seem you have, smart. Like with Call of Duty, at least the Call of Duty games are two different developers being published by the same company. Did you know that? No. There's Treyarch and Sledgehammer. 
So Treyarch will develop a game and Sledgehammer will develop a game and they go back and forth. That's how you get a Call of Duty every year. That's actually not a bad plan, too. Yeah, no, it's actually a pretty good idea. Yeah. Problem is, the stories don't match at all, but I mean... That's I, I, fun. Yeah, I, no, what I you can like kind of do is is you can kind of have one studio work on their own kind of like series and franchise and the other studio yeah, work on their other. And doing. if they want to collab, they can, but... Yeah, that's actually not a... That's a really good idea, so... Well, and what helps it, too, is that, is that like, half the Call of Duty games typically take place in, in the past, and the other half typically take place in the present. Or future. Advanced Warfare. I don't care. <laughs> I don't play Call of Duty. I don't care. So, the only reason I played a little bit of Advanced Warfare was the cool advanced weapons, and then that got boring, <laughs> and then I stopped. Like... That's the worst. Is when I go, oh shit! Like I got really excited because I was like, "Yo, man, let's try this Fallout 4, man." Like, I don't know, it might be good. I got like ten seconds into it. I'm like, "This game sucks." And switch gears one again, once again. Sessions and and skater. What is that? No, what is that? What is that? Come on. But um, how excited are you for for Valhalla? Or is it called Valhalla? I'm very excited. I want to see how it works out. I kind of want to see the travel, or not the travel, but like the the how it's gonna work as far as like. Like, are you going to pillage? Are you going to go to different countries and different or different parts of... Looks like England. If I had to guess, it's probably England. Well, he says England. But um, are you going to have to actually pillage and rob, like, in Black Flag? I don't see why not. I would say no. Only because... I They like the ocean stuff, but it's just, like, Vikings were never, like, high seas pirates. No, but that's what I'm saying, like... Man, they found a way to put shit battles in, like, Odyssey, which took place in ancient Greece. Like, they put shit battles in that. And they put shit battles in Origins, which takes place in Egypt. Like, they'll find a way. But what I'm saying is, like, do you think that you'll have to, like, conquer different areas in order to unlock different things? I can totally see that. Maybe. I don't know. I They, they love messing with that concept, but they don't like following through with it. Like... They did it in, they did in Syndicate, and it was it was kind of cool. You had to jump around and grab all these things, and that was it. No, all you got to do for this is, uh, do you remember in Black Flag when you had to go take over the, uh, the, um, the forts? No. Yeah, you had to go attack forts and take them over. And when you siege the fort well enough, you had to go actually in there, and you had to kill the, the Commodore or Admiral of the fort or whatever, and you took it. That was it. Like that's how you did it. You attacked it from the sea, and then when you had enough, when you had enough like people, you actually just rolled in and took it over. I can definitely see that being a major part of this game. I do wonder what time frame it's going to take place in, and are you going to come into contact with any of the other assassins? Like, and I'm saying like one that you previously played as, because I think they had one that you were already kind of Viking, and that was. Don't remember it, but I remember seeing icy stuff, and it obviously took place in like northern Europe. I think um, you might be thinking Assassin's Creed Unity, and I have no idea yes. when that took place. I feel like that that turned to such a weird route because I think they did like a multiplayer in France or something like that. And that was Brotherhood. That was multiplayer. Yeah. And Brotherhood was in was in America. No, it wasn't. That was three. All right, Assassin's Creed. Series is all messed up to me, yeah. I guess. Um, so you could be right. I, I I'm just trying. It, there, I I thought you've already done one that was in 
Northern Europe sort of like well, actually, area. So we'll see. We'll we'll see how that one works out because they got at some point they've kind of they kind of exhaust all their resources. So they're going back going back to their resources. But I do. I'm very interested in seeing how this one turns out, and I will probably buy it. All right. So not day one, of course. Wow. Three, Brotherhood. Nope. You have Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed 2, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, which that one was Ezio, Assassin's Creed Revelation, Assassin's Creed 3. What? Assassin's Creed 4, Black Flag. Oh, Rogue! That's one I forgot about. Assassin's Creed Rogue, Assassin's Creed Unity, Assassin's Creed Syndicate, Assassin's Creed Origins. Which one is the one I'm thinking of? Creed, I think it came out around Rogue. Assassin's Creed Odyssey and Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So, Assassin's Creed Rogue was the Seven Years' War in the North Atlantic. That might be what I'm thinking of. So, you had... I don't know. So, Assassin's Creed Rogue is... Shea Patrick Cormac. Don't you kill him? If you look further... Oh, this is between three and Black Flag. So, yeah, you kill it. Black Flag, rather. But, yeah, you kill him, motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that one's yeah, the one I'm thinking of. Hidden Blade to the face. Probably to the face. I mean, spoiler alert for a for Spoiler alert for a fucking eight-year-old game. Yeah, eight-year-old game. I mean, I haven't finished it, so... <laughs> I didn't even... I'm, not gonna, I'm probably not going to finish it. You stay in the fun parts of a game. That's, that's what I think. So, yeah, Assassin's... I, I do have hope for this one. So what's the order this game takes place in? It takes place in the order of whatever they want to go first. It doesn't seem like they actually have an idea. It seems like, oh, cool idea. Let's just shove it in somehow. Which I'm kind of okay with. But it, it's story-wise, it's not amazing. Okay, so... They said that they want to do... Medieval China, I'm in. Victorian England, they already did. Ancient Egypt, they did. The Spanish or Portuguese in Beijing, the Americas, they did. American Revolution, they did. Russian Revolution, I'm out. I'm, I'm, I'm in. Mm. Feudal Japan, Ancient Rome. This is the. That's what they I'll wanted. Honest, the, the, they said World War Two, Feudal Japan, and Ancient Egypt are the three worst settings for an Assassin's Creed game. Didn't they? No, they. Why? World War II I is strongly just... disagree with all those. Okay, so World War II, I could say being the worst because nope. a lot going nope. on. Nope, I know exactly what you do. And You're part of the French Resistance. Bam, done. And diplomatically, Assassin's Creed constantly straddles the line between diplom- diplomatic stuff and action stuff. And if World War, World War, they said World War II, right? Yeah. If that one's very do you go into World War II and Assassin's Creed or... Brotherhood or on, in Syndicate? You go to World War Two, World War One, World War One. Yeah, I don't think so. It's just that putting yourself in the middle of like and an World actual physical an large scale scale, scale war would be very hard to do. No, French Resistance. You could, I don't know. I you I don't honestly, have to say like Hitler's a Templar or anything like that. Honestly, I have been, um, I've been checked out of the Assassin's Creed franchise since Black Flag. 
Well, since I would say since I originally tried to play one, being like, ah, this is super boring. Because that was, that was Assassin's Creed Three. I tried the first Assassin's Creed. I tried a uh, Black Flag. I was like, I'll, I'll give this. Is, this one deserves a couple more shots. Uh, Syndicate was like, this one is not awful too. And then, I, then I'm just coming to the conclusion that I'm not a fan of Assassin's Creed, really. Fair. But, I mean, it, it, playing as Viking will be interesting. Yeah. I still think that they need to take place in, uh, or that they need to make spin-off games that just take place in each of the worlds. That's what they tried to do. They did mobile games. They did nope, weird cap games. The same way that, that Far Cry New Dawn was basically just Far Cry 3.5, or Far Cry 4.5, I guess. Far Cry 5.5? Are we 5 or? No, we're... No, no, we're Far Cry 4. No, 5. So there's... Far Cry, Far Cry 3 was uh was the one with Voss. Far Cry 4 was the one in the Himalayas. Far Cry 5 was the one here. And then Far Cry New Dawn takes place 20 years after 5. Hmm. I guess we're at 5. Yep. Ubisoft has never been a company to catch my attention. They they were a company to, to where I'll be like... I'll follow and see how these games turn out. But other than that, I'm not really, not really gonna. I probably won't buy them. This one might be the exception. Well, I'm gonna see how it turns out day two, and we'll. I'll get the day two edition of the game, I guess. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Alex Hutchinson, creative dir- director of Assassin's Creed, aka the one that everybody hates, suggested the most requested Assassin's Creed settings, World War II, feudal Japan, and ancient Egypt, are the three worst settings for an Assassin's Creed game. He knows what they want. Imagine telling your fan base that the ones that they want the most are the worst ones. You at least gotta put an effort into it, and if they bomb, you're like, you asked for this, and it bombed, it's on you at this point. World War II could work, for sure. Feudal Japan is like samurai. I just... That would 1,000% work. I think what he's trying to say is that these parts that you think are gonna be very fun are not gonna end up the level that you hyped them in your head. These we're trying to we're trying to get away from these mainstream areas of places everyone will want to play in, and more into let's use our imagination to think of the places that people wouldn't really want. Which to, is fine, expect. but you had like Renaissance era Italy in the second second Assassin's Creed game. Would like how I want to know how requested Black Flag was. I don't know if anyone requested a pirate game because assassins and pirates inherently kind of don't mix. It's like making an assassins cowboy game. Which is kind of so red dead, but fuck up for an Assassin's Cowboy game. I don't think it'd be again. I don't think it'd be very fun because Red it'd Dead be shows based Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, sounds fun as fuck. I think no. Nah. I I I would not. I I wouldn't buy that game. But I consistently have been proved wrong in in video games. You know how you do it? It's actually pretty easy. You would do uh. Jefferson Davis, your target would be Jefferson Davis uh, when he tried to rebuild the Confederate States of America in California. So that's a historical fact. Here's what here's what, here's here's what I say to Assassin's Creed and Ubisoft: Prove me wrong. Show me that these places are actually uh, would be amazingly fun. It's just this British Raj one is interesting. The, it's it's a uh, modern day India, Pakistan, Bangladesh, and Myanmar. So, like, basically, the all of you know that area that that the British controlled during like the fucking what time frame though? Eighteen eighties to nineteen thirties, probably. What's the most the recent British game Raj. we've had so far? Was it Syndicate being the most latest in the yeah eighteen fifty eight to nineteen forty seven? Hey, I was really fucking close. 
1858 to 1947. That's a lot. You can do a lot with that. I think, yeah, Syndicate was the most, most like, closest to current day, right? Syndicate? Yeah, I think so. Because I think that is probably the closest they think they should. Maybe another reason they might not want to do World War II is because they might think that it's still too close. People too still... close, fucking 70 years when you yeah. did a, a game that takes place in, during the Victorian era, which yeah. is... Which ended in uh, 1901. Yeah, come on, get out of here. That's what I'm saying. Maybe they want to keep it at least a full, at least like what, like a full generation or two back. Maybe that's what they're shooting for. I mean, wait, a full generation? Yeah, that would be. I don't know. Whatever. Just yeah. So I don't. I don't know tr- what their hey, plan hey, is. hey, don't don't fuck this one up, guys. That's pretty that's much what I'm saying. saying. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, uh, yeah, Assassin's Creed Rogue is set in, uh, let's see, let's see, let's see, the North Atlantic, so, like, Canada. Yeah, so that, okay, so that was the one I was thinking of, but doesn't, that's not, so you probably will never. Oh, no, it says the Arctic environment, so. So it's, it's possible, Um, I guess, are we going to have, like, a weird link between Black Flag and Valhalla? Fuck it, I'm in. I, I would be interested. Also, I, the name Valhalla is weird to me because Valhalla is a place where warriors go when they die in battle. Mm-hmm. So, are they trying to say you're trying to increase their chances of dying in battle? And that's what you're supposed to end up doing? Hmm. Like, you're supposed to continually be pillaging and all this stuff just to see if you can, just to make your, the only way you die in battle. That could be interesting, but, uh, um, so yeah. Don't fuck this up, Ubisoft. I want a good Viking game. For Honor doesn't count, Ubisoft. No, it definitely doesn't. It does not. It wasn't even, it's it's an interesting concept, but it's not a great game. That's pretty much Ubisoft. I would say, I would argue Watch Dogs. Right. It's a, again interesting concept, but it's like above average Ubisoft standards. It's it's pretty good for Ubisoft. The first and second one. I don't okay. Know. What was the okay? What's the average? What would you rate an average Ubisoft game? Watch Dogs Two. So you wouldn't venture to say it's even above average. <laughs> and I got Watch Dogs Two for like twenty bucks off Games of Gold. And I played through the first, like, three or four levels, and I was like, yeah, that's fine. Here's the problem with Watch Dogs 2. I was playing Watch Dogs 2, and then I just switched right back over to Grand Theft Auto. Okay, so you so you don't like the half-step. The step <laughs> I just took my ass right back to Grand Theft Auto. Because they definitely tried to make a half-step and be like, you can do almost everything in GTA, but it's not quite GTA. When I played, Kid-friendly GTA. When I that's played The is. Crew, the first one, I was like, this game's fucking great. And I remember you asked me, I'm like, man, how do you get, like, how'd you, like, wh- when'd you get this game? Oh, I got off Games of Gold. <laughs> I can't, uh, racing games are another game. I've, I've been trying to get in, well, no, I haven't been trying to get into No, you haven't, not at all. You but only, you I only have Need got, for Speed Heat. Need for Speed Heat is pretty much and the you exception. you haven't played that in like two months. Yeah, so, racing, yeah, racing games are their own sort of beast. Yeah, I'm working it's like on a, it. It's like, a, they're trying to make it a weird mix between a sports game and 
an RPG and it just doesn't work, really? Um, I like the RPG elements that they've been doing with the cars. I think that's the most important thing. I don't really want to upgrade my driver, but if I upgrade my car the same way, it makes more sense. Upgrading your driver actually could be... It, it, depending on what you're upgrading, it could be kind of interesting. Um, F1, not F1, I'm sorry. Motors, um, Motorsport Manager is kind of like that. Where you play is like, it's basically like a, not, not sensitive, almost like a tycoon type game. So you have to like pick and choose which drivers you use and how much money you put into your car for next year. So that's a good game. I've been playing the mobile one because it's like $5. The one that seems like 40 <laughs> So yeah, well. Okay, that reminds me. I have a question. If I was to use, if I was to, okay, so I bought something on Steam that can only be played on PC. You can share your library with me. I can? Yes. Do you want like five fucking games? No, I have way more. Depends what they are. All three Batman Arkham games. I'd have to upgrade my RAM before I do that. Fire Pro Wrestling. I don't even know what that is, so... <laughs> it's a wrestling game where, like, basically you can just make whatever you want. I'll look into that one. I'll, we'll see. Not, uh, so far, I... Not, I we'll talk probably, about it. Yeah, we'll... I'll have to see Tropica. I have been thinking about that game, actually. Yeah, I've, been, I've been following that game. Uh, Civilization Beyond Earth, with it, which I already think have you have, too. XCOM. Turn-based games are really hard for me to get into. They're really fun. That game's super hard, too. I, I, I stopped playing because, so, the, the thing that XCOM does that's super dope, actually, is they have you, um, they have you start with a crew of, like, just, like, seven guys that, like, each person has a role. So, you have, like, a sniper, a scout, a heavy, and all this stuff, right? I had one guy, I was, like, 15, 20 missions deep into the game. This guy's been there every single time, and you rank up every mission. So, he started at, like, private, whatever. He's an Argentinian guy. Started as uh, Private Sanchez. It was like Private, I think it was like Private Angel Sanchez, and then it was like Sergeant Sanchez, then Captain Sanchez. You know, and, and he kept moving up, moving up, moving up. Finally, it was like Mission Twenty, and I messed up. I ha so he had, he was like ready to roll, and like they gave him a call sign. Like that's how you know like you've really made it with the character. They gave him a call sign, and his call sign was a uh, Matador. So he finally ranks up. And they're just saying, all right, Matador, this is what we need you to do. And something told me, don't put him on this mission. Because everybody's going to die. But I was like, you know what? No, this guy's been through way tougher missions before. Oh. It's just an extraction mission. He'll be good. Comes up, takes a shot. My medic's two steps away from him. I'm like, it's all, it's all good. Medic's going to get there. Medic gets blocked off. I'm like, it's all right. Bah! Sniper takes out somebody. The medic's on the way over there. Dude dies right before he can get to him. Ooh. Once he dies... Everyone else on my teammate, or everyone else on my team dies. There's one person that makes it back to base. You know how you handle those? You fucking bail. You uh, well, I would say you make sure that you turn off autosave and you quit the game no. real quick and go you, back. No, you can't. It's permadeath. Ah, nice. So there's two games that I've kind of made a low key rule for myself to almost never get because I know they'll be super difficult and I probably won't be able to get into them as well as I. Oh, I'm Undertale. Sandbox yeah. games and permadeath. Permanent. I, I love that mechanic so much. It's just that that what you just said, the amount of work that you put in for a character to die, it's just like, I, it's, mm, that's, that's painful. Especially because he was the last remaining person from my original crew. Yeah, that's painful. So it was like 20 mission, missions in, and this guy was like, this guy was the only reason, because you have to like keep 
every continent happy. Because every continent has representatives, so you have to keep every continent happy. And we are based in the United States. And we are acting primarily in Asia. And South America was the... This guy was the only reason South America stuck around. Because he was from Argentina, uh, Argentina. So once he died, South America leaves. And when South America leaves, North America cuts half his funding. So... So I could I'll only act... In, yeah, it was really fucking hard. Because after that, like, I could only really act in Asia and, like, parts of Europe. Because I just couldn't... I didn't have the funding to go anywhere. And so my team was basically falling apart because... When it was this guy, this one guy, he had, he had like single-handedly saved so many missions. He was like the hero. Like he was like the guy. I'm going to, so yeah, I'll look into that game. Well, I'll, I'll, I might download it and then be like. I'll let you know. We'll, yeah, we'll figure we'll, out my, we'll my, my Steam stuff later. Um, and now, so we talked about video games. Alright, so now here's the last one. So. It's May 2nd, and we're going to do something called May Madness, and we're going to go through each movie that we... So, this this week is movies, and we're going to go through all 15 matchups. Um, Legends picked eight movies, and I picked eight movies. And we're going to go through why we want to see each movie, and eventually we're going to get to the final movie that we both want to see. Yeah, so it's best movies we haven't seen. And yes. we're going to do... Um, Alright, so who's first? Um, let's go from the top down and the, we'll start with, um, Silence of the Lambs versus, oh, so Legend had one, uh, had, had ranks one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I had ranks nine through 16. And so Legend, this is Legend's number one versus my number eight. And you've already seen this movie, right? I've already seen Silence of the Lambs. And the only movie that is on both of our lists is... 2001. 2001. All right. Which is rank number seven. How in the hell is that rank number seven? Doesn't matter. These rankings don't mean anything. <laughs> so, here we go. So, why do you want to see Silence of the Lambs? Okay, first of all, movies like a staple of suspense movies and thriller movies right now. It's the... It kind of rebirthed the entire genre. And... I... I have seen... I. It's weird, because I watch a lot of, like, scene... Scene, um... Dissections... And for some reason, the scene that always comes up is Silence of the Lambs. And there's like, that scene. And then... Um, that was more Predator, but whatever. Well, yeah, but everyone... They get your point. It's a weird sound he makes. Um, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Whatever. It's weird. Yeah. And so the outcome's great. That scene, and then... Shoot, I think it's the ending scene. Um, but it's, then it's the overarching story they tell. the how Finding a cannibal killer... Serial killer, and then everyone just kind of like weirdly just kind of like dispersing. It's just super. It's just like a one that I want to see because it's a staple. It's, it's like, definitely worth your time. It's not as scary as everybody says. It's not really a horror movie. It's a suspense movie that gets like hella gory, like five or six times. Like Anthony Hopkins basically eats a dude. At one point, at like four points actually. I mean, it's about a cannibal, so we can kind of yeah, but it's not. He's one. not. But Hannibal Lecter isn't really. It's not really about him like that. It's it's more about his relationship to Clarice, who's the main character. He he is the he's definitely the Jack Sparrow of this movie. So okay, I'm definitely uh, as much as I don't. I heard that they're rebooting like, not rebooting, but I heard that there was one movie that I really hated the idea of that they're they might be coming out with a sequel with, and I think it was Sons of the Lambs. But I really hate that idea, and I hope they don't do it. 
So, on the flip side, I want to see Only God Forgives, because it is a uh, Nicholas Winding Refn movie. It's basically, I'm not going to lie to you, it's Nicholas Winding Refn and his, uh, what's his name, Ryan Gosling, and it's Neon Lights, and it's a pulsing soundtrack, but it's in Bangkok. And so, if there's okay. one thing that makes me want to watch a movie, it's Neon is Lights. if you said, hey... What if Drive happened, but with Muay Thai? I'm all in on that. So you, I know this about you, you're super into the martial arts and fighting parts of a movie. Yeah. Particularly if they're done well. If, if you have like kind of a thrown together kind of bad fight, you know, those are really your style. With the exception of being Fast and Furious. Um, yeah, I love those movies, yeah. But, uh, so, overall. <laughs> they get a pass because fuck off. That's our pass. It, we do what we want. It sounds interesting to me, but the thing I have, the reason that I'm like, I'm not super sold on it is because it is, it sounds not, not necessarily generic, but it sounds like it's happened before and we're kind of coming up, we're like re, re, um, rebirthing a story kind of like, um, as I do like it and the setting sounds amazing. It's just the story. What, what is the story? Um, Ryan Gosling's brother accidentally, or Ryan Gosling's brother kills somebody, and as as a result, it's killed. No, I'm sorry. Ryan Gosling's brother has sex with a prostitute. The prostitute ends up being like the daughter of like a crime lord, but he doesn't know or something like that. So he has to go. So he kills his brother, and Ryan Gosling has to go find his brother's killer, even though he doesn't believe that he that he like hates his brother. But his mom is the matriarch of this crime family. She's making him do all these things. Okay, so right off the bat, a lot of movie pieces. Yeah, there's a lot. It's so a, it's a Nicholas Winding Refn movie. So it, I I'm sold. I'm sold on the. I'm not sold on the story, but I'm sold on the environment. The environment sounds amazing, and it it's a movie. It's Drive mixed with Place Beyond the Pines. Like it's we've seen this out of. It's more the same with these two. I think there's certain director and actor combos that just work together that's true that that is very and i think just winning refin and ryan gosling just work together and for some reason ryan gosling is super good in the role of he's not really controlling the story he's just reacting to it yeah and i don't know why he's good in that role but he is no, down the pines he's he's like the guy and then he dies like drive drive to like minute 20 he's just like it's the entire movie of drive it seems like he's just bobbing and weaving through the two people through uh the various mob families trying to destroy each other and he's just trying to survive all this weird stuff going on that's really out of his control that's pretty much only god forgives so from what i understand so i gotta see that um so which one was on for me i've already seen sounds of them so so this one might not be the best round but i think that i'm if i if someone wants to be like if someone wants to put Science of the Lambs or Only God Forgives right in front of me, I think I'd kind of be like, uh, this movie looks interesting, but I would see this movie right now and okay. that's Silence of the Lambs. Alright, so the next one is Paradise, Parasite versus Godfather. This actually isn't really that hard to me. It's, it's Godfather. Really? Yeah. Why? Godfather has been on the level of what Parasite it has been for the past four months or the past four years. Everyone I know talks about Godfather. 
You're right. You are. You're that's it. That's literally. That. It's just time. It's so, just that this movie has been hailed as one of the greatest movies of all time since 1974. Like, and you're talking specifically the first one, right? Yeah, just no. the first one. Okay. Um. I feel like I have to see Godfather more than I have to see Parasite. Like, I feel like I got like four more years of not being able to see Parasite before people are like, "Wait, you didn't see Parasite?" You're right about that, because Parasite I've gone for kind of a while, and I'm like, I want to see it, but it's just a horror movie, and I can't bring myself, and apparently it's like ridiculously scary. For, yeah, and, and I don't really like horror movies, so. Yeah, because hot takes, they're scary. I already, I already saw Get Out, and like seen Korean Get Out. Yeah, so. And here's, a, and here's what I mean by Korean Get Out. <laughs> like, I know what old boy is. So, I don't want to see the mixture of Old Boy with Get Out. It sounds terrifying. The only reason I want to see Old Boy is the fight scenes. The fight scenes fight are scenes great. Other than that, the story's like, the story's disturbing. I'm like, ugh. Haunting. Haunting. Okay, that's... <laughs> yeah. Right. So, yeah. I've seen can... Old Boy. I'm good. We... Okay, so, yeah. Uh, God... If someone put Godfather vs. Parasite... Godfather. I'd pick Godfather too. Now, here's our redemption on Asian movies. <laughs> Um, Taxi Driver versus, and this is actually a choice that I made, Internal Affairs slash The slash the Departed. Here's why I picked the two. The Departed is an American remake of a Hong Kong movie. Is the Hong Kong movie Internal Affairs? Yeah. So it's the original versus the remake? No, it's the original and the remake because they do it, they don't, the American version does not take place in Hong Kong it takes place in Boston is it like the Italian job the new one versus the old one no it's not it's like um actually it's what it's kind of like what we just said with the uh, get out versus Parasite but like it's okay how it's like very very similar but it's two very different cultures because the thing is he straight up said I think it was Scorsese straight up said he, he took it from internal affairs he wanted to do a movie like internal affairs but in a different place or maybe it was Marky Mark that said that. <coughs> so, okay. Taxi Driver, I'm going to do because... Okay, Robert De Niro in a classic... Uh, a movie... Uh, it's kind of your your godfather reason. It's a movie that has been hailed as one of the greatest movies ever. But not, you know, Godfather kind of wins that one out. But uh, it's been hailed like a super intense and amazing movie and so much stuff happens that like they said uh joker was basically uh, was basically taxi taxi driver and that's apparent and the even the Todd McFarlane said that he based it off of that so uh, the guy who does uh not spawn because that's who Todd McFarlane is no yeah Todd Phillips is it Tom McFarlane is the artist yeah, and writer. Yeah, you're right. Of Spawn. You're right. You're, you're right. That's I. I was thinking of the guy who did Spawn, but I think I might. I think the guy who actually did Joker is Todd Phillips. So let me look, let me look real quick. But basically, um, so basically for me, it is Taxi Driver is to movies that that um for so Internal Affairs sounds super interesting. But the fact is, is, the fact of me is that it kind of, like, the hype behind it, people, like, kind of just let it go after a while. If you talk to someone and be like, have you seen Departed? And be like, no, what is that? Like, no one really knows what it is anymore. And I'm not saying it's bad because of that. 
But I'm saying... I disagree. I think more people are going to know about The Departed than Taxi Driver. Really? Departed came out in 2004, yeah. So... I think when you ask somebody about Taxi Driver, the only line they might know is you talking to me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I don't think anybody knows where that's from. No, I think people... No, not anybody. I don't think people know where that's from. I think that The Departed with Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro and Jack Nicholson and... Mark Wahlberg is a way more compelling movie than Robert De Niro with Mohawk. <laughs> Just a heads up, I don't think either of us realize this, but uh, Martin Scorsese did both of these movies. <laughs> so maybe just Martin Scorsese. Martin Scorsese wins. fight. Well, that's <laughs> why. That's why with Internal Affairs, I would like to see how, because Internal Affairs came out like the mid to late nineties, and then he adapted it in two thousand four. So I kind of want to see how. For number one, how do you make a remake of a movie that came out ten years ago? So in another country. You know what? I think I, I think I'm gonna have to give this one to Internal Affairs because. Because I was both. I was, well, yeah, both. So like, if we were supposed to, if you wanted to watch Taxi Driver versus both of those, both of Internal Affairs and Departed, almost back to back. Yeah. I think I would choose Internal Affairs because I would, and Internal Affairs Departed because I would love to. I like, I would love to see the difference between the original and the remake almost. Yeah. So yeah, we'll give it to Internal Affairs. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, Doctor Strange Love or how I, or how I learned to stop worrying and love the bomb. Versus Seven Samurai. This is a good matchup. <laughs> this is a cakewalk for me. Seven Samurai. Easy. That's strange love for me because you know I've all, that's a movie that I have been trying to watch for so long and I haven't been able to find it anywhere. And I could probably be able to like find a guy's YouTube page where he posted scene by scene all of it. But it's just one of those movies where a lot for some a, a weird amount of references go are from it. So that's the that's why I really want to see it. It's just like, and then Seven Samurai. But I will say Seven Samurai is almost the birth of almost every Quentin Tarantino movie. No, that's not why I want to see it. Even though I do love Quentin Tarantino, that's why there's no Quentin Tarantino movies on this list because it's the best movies I haven't seen. I've seen all Quentin Tarantino shit. Dead, Dead by Dawn. Huh? Have you seen Dead by Dawn? Dust Till Dawn. Dust Till Dawn, yes. Yeah, it's fucking weird. It's great. You, but, all right. Huh. Antonio Banderas is like a vampire. Because that's the, that's the only movie I can think of that you might not have no, seen. No, seen but. <laughs> Here's the thing about Seven Samurai. Seven Samurai is a Japanese martial arts movie that inspired every Western. But. Again, it's it's internal affairs depart all over again. Because you know what pairs with Seven Samurai, right? Magnificent Seven. And then they did three, two, two no, remakes like of that? But oh, yeah, that's true. But no, how do you make a Western Asian? Like an Asian Western. You kind of see it with Cowboy Bebop, but that's more of a space opera. So I would really, really love to see how you do, how, like what was put in this movie in order to turn it into a Western. How were you able to do that? So here's, consider your reason. The what, Doctor Strange Love, is is a movie that. Let's see, the reason I want to see it is because it's been so like, it's almost like. Citizen Kane, if it was for if it was like, 
It's like second tier Citizen Kane. Is that David Lynch? Doctor Strange Lynch. Doctor Strange Love. I don't think so because I thought it was kind of. um, I don't. I think it was kind of like before his time, just a little bit. Me too. I have no idea when Doctor Strange Love takes place or um, was made. It was made in '64. Who by who? And it was directed by Stanley Kubrick. That makes a lot of sense. It does actually. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> so, um, a decent amount of these movies just adds up. I, I might not know. Hold on. There's one, two, three Stanley Cooper movies here. How many uh, Martin Scorsese's? Two. And there's. So we'll we'll uh, keep going. Plus. There's also a couple. <laughs> It's actually a lot of well-written movies because there's a David Fincher and a Steven, uh, Steven Spielberg here too. Ooh, that one's gonna be a hard one. <laughs> okay, uh, just Seven Samurai versus how how I uh, versus Doctor Strange Love and uh, you know the other half of that title. Um, <laughs> the other half. <laughs> um, I I just as far as slow dialogue-heavy movies go, I'd rather watch the one about samurai than the one about the atomic bomb. For me, it, because I heard that Seven Samurai isn't like super action heavy though. So I heard it's seven different ways to tell a story almost. And that is actually a huge selling point for me. Well, and the thing Just is, thinking about it Seven again. Samurai oh. for me, it, it influenced some of my favorite anime. Like when you listen to a lot of my favorite directors talk. Like Watanabe has said that things like Seven Samurai influenced how he, like Samurai Shampoo and... You know, Cowboy Bebop. So, that's why I would want to see it. But, oh, our guest is back. How do you keep getting... I keep hey, shutting that door. So, um, but you know what? I can kind of... I've never seen a Kubrick movie before. Really? No, I'm trying to figure out. Stop. Stop. Okay. Um, I've never seen a Kubrick movie before. So, I think that would be... Um, yeah, I, I can go with Doctor Strangelove in this case. I will say, if Doctor Strangelove ends up winning, it is going to be a very... Well, it did end up winning, but it's a very oh, it's not close coming out second. Of this bracket. It's not coming out of this bracket. It's going to be a very close second to Seven Samurai. No, look at this. There's, it's not coming out of this bracket. Um, <laughs> Alright, next up, Shawshank Redemption versus Mid-90s. This is another easy one for me. Okay. Mid nineties. Yeah, I'm okay. Without with that. a doubt. Actually, I'm okay with that one. Here's why. I'll explain why. There are certain movies I don't want to see because of um, the tone and mood of the movie. Like I'm sure Shawshank Redemption is great. I'm sure Schindler's List is great. I'm good. I'm good on seeing prison movies. I'm good on seeing Holocaust movies. I don't really. I I want to see somebody talk about. Hey man. This is how I grew up. And so this just something what, different, really. Yeah, just show me something different. And I'm okay with that. I'm very... Because Shawshank Redemption is a movie that is on my list, and I've kind of had the opportunity to see it, and I was like, eh. Yeah. And I've, the only reason I haven't seen mid-90s is because I heard I heard from a couple people it was not that good. It, it turned out to be just kind of like a generic story about skateboarders. And, didn't we kind of all know that that was what it was going to be? That? I don't know. I kind of want... I, the soundtrack's great. Um, Joan Hill seems like he really believed in it. The last movie I saw that I, that kind of gave me that vibe was Dope, and I'm a huge fan of that movie. I love Dope. So, well, we can 
Yeah, mid nineties ones. I'll I'll take that. I'll, um, I'll... all right. So next one up is two thousand one versus fights. Zodiac. Let's be real. Two thousand one is the only easy. One yeah. All right, moving on. <laughs> Come on, dude. So we might have a couple honorable mentions being Shawshank and Zodiac so far. They got they got bad matchups. It was I I would like to see both of them. This so. one is another interesting one: The Shining versus Dread. Okay. There is nothing I want to watch more. There's a lot of things I want to watch more. In this matchup, I'd much rather see Carl Urban shooting a bunch of shit than Jack Nicholson going crazy. Okay. So, one's basically the Punisher. One's like similar to the Punisher. It's basically the Punisher. Um, the other is a... Or is the other aspect of the Punisher a person who is going insane and that's why he's killing everyone? Plus, like, just over the years, I feel like we know what The Shining's about. Like, I feel like we know what The Shining is. So, just the, with all the, like, oh man, like, this, and just from all the great videos, by the way, lessons from the screenplay, um, every frame of painting, what else? All the, those all like those, all those, like, film channels i feel like we've seen this movie so my thing is that because you you hear it brought up all the time that's why visually i heard um uh, the shining is amazing visually wise that's kind of my big things that it's amazing visually the story might not be the best i heard i heard the story actually is really good but visually is the reason you want to see it you want to see how he twists and turns how he handles the actual twists and turns of the stories through the environment so, my so that's my big that's my big thing. Whereas dread, there is. Yeah, sorry, I want to see this movie more. It's it's like if Batman had guns, and I'm like, it, it's big. It, it was big back then because it's kind of no no not time. Judge Dread the new one they made one with Carl Urban. That's supposed to be like a badass action movie. Which when did this come out? Uh oh something. Oh, so, so like Hellboy era. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. again. 2012. Hellboy era. 2012, um, really? Huh. And that's actually fairly recent. Yeah, I'm a little surprised by that. All right. Um, I have, I, I'm not, I'm not one to really want to like venture into Dread. It never really called to me at all. Whereas this one, whereas, whereas uh, The Shining. It's a horror movie, and those are those are continually hard for me to watch, but I want to watch them because they're usually amazingly done. It's just dread doesn't seem like a very. It doesn't call to me. It's not the same sort of thing Fair. I want to see. So, this is interesting. Didn't know this. Um. Starring Carl Urban, which we all know, Carl Urban's great. Just Carl Urban. He can stay. Olivia Thurlby, uh, who was in Juno. Wood Harris, who's Avon from The Wire. He's great. Oh, he was in uh, Above the Room? He wasn't Above the Room, that's right. Yeah, I forgot. And Lena Headey, who plays Cersei. So, my... So, so Cersei and uh, Billy Butcher. 
But kind of a, but the rest is kind of like a forgettable cast. Like what else were any of them in? Can you name offhand just anything that the rest of them are in? I know who Carl Urban is. Yeah, Carl Carl Urban's like the only one. Yeah. No, Carl Urban's great. And you can have the same argument with a shine. Uh, if you want to do it, you can do the same argument being um, with the only people you actually know from that movie being Stan, Stanley Kubrick, um, Jack Nicholson. Yeah, I'm not really familiar with any of the rest of these people. But it's just, just if I was supposed to, if I'm trying to spend a movie, spend my time, spend two hours of my time trying to watch a movie that has been hailed as a classic whereas this has been hailed as pretty badass if you like action movies yeah i'll i'll, I feel I'll do the classic okay all right all right fair so then there what's the next one it is let me get back to it where'd it go uh last one around one any hall versus whiplash this matchup, I like to call the shut up, we're immediately going around to. So, I'll watch Whiplash. Annie Hall has been a movie I've been trying to... Trying to it's Whiplash. Round two, Whiplash. anyway. Alright, Whiplash. No, no, no. Why Annie Hall over Whiplash? So, Annie Hall was a movie directed by... Woody Allen. Woody Allen. Woody... Yeah, Woody Allen. That weird guy who does a lot of weird stuff, but his movies turn out Who married his daughter, okay. anyway. <laughs> his movies turn out awkwardly pretty okay. So, he loves that whole... Wait, what did Jesus and Meryl say? Donald Glover is the new Woody Allen, except for marrying his, except for the marrying his daughter part. So far, so far, yeah. So, what I would do is... Uh, what, I would, what I would say is that because his movie is also very well known for being one of the few movies besides Ferris Bueller to break the four, third wall. In, actually, in the fourth wall. Fourth wall? Fourth wall. Fourth wall, yeah. In a, in a good way. I'm mixing up a lot of these analogies today. <laughs> um, no, my favorite. Yeah, and Tom McFarlane. Spawn? <laughs> nah, wrong guy. Um, but, and it's also like a, it's a, it's a, I think it's a romantic comedy. It is. And it's a media that makes me not want to watch it. That's fair. That's fair. But, Woody, this has been the, this has been one of the only movies of Woody Allen has done that I'm like, that I was like, I'll watch this uh, because I'm because only the interested whole... in Woody Allen's Annie Hall because he casted himself, and he's like he, he casts himself as a star and he's also directing. And I always want to see what what like what sort of ways people want to portray themselves as. Because Quentin Tarantino, I don't think he's ever been the star of his movie. No, he's just been the guy that can say nigger in all of his, in all of his movies. I have to say, I don't think it's acceptable. Oh. I don't either, but Samuel L. Jackson thinks it's cool, so, I mean... Maybe we, I guess we go off his word. Neither of us have met him, Samuel Jackson has. Um, <laughs> so, anyhow, Whiplash, on the other hand, is a movie that, I'll be honest, I've only recently kind of actually like heard of this movie. It's a movie that has been around for a while. I don't know why. That oh, I man, I know what my number eight should have been. Birdman. I've already seen it. All right, well... Really good movie though. Um, uh, so Whiplash is a move. It was a movie about a drummer trying to be in a jazz band, and he gets like pushed to his limits and all that sort of stuff, and he's going crazy. But it's like you're doing anything for his art, kind of sort of crazy. That seems more interesting to me than a guy falling in love with a girl who's basically the female version of him. But the whole point is at the end they don't actually get together, and it's a good. But it's a good thing. It's like. 
we are we're we're doing this, but we're still friends. Right okay. Away. So you want a little bit of breaking the fourth wall? That's called my life, and I don't want to see that on screen. <laughs> very fair, actually. That's good, valid, very valid point. However, seeing it on the screen, you know it's different because you feel like a connection to it, and it draws like. It's the whole thing that people... <laughs> this story of me being cool with somebody and deciding it's better as friends literally happened last week. I'm good. So, but what, what about the story of you try, you're trying, you, you found a person, you're really getting into your art, and then all of a sudden you're like, but this guy's insane, and I'm worthless at this, and I'm horrible. And I'm, I'm the insane person who's going nuts for my art. I'm living that right now, and I'd rather see that movie. Really? You'd yeah. rather? Between the two, yeah. Yeah. So, Anyhow's not on your list at all? Not at all. Whiplash is on kind of both of our lists. It is on both of our lists. So it's going to have to be Whiplash. All right, so now we'll do the Whiplash versus Sh- or the Whiplash. We'll do Shining versus Whiplash. Shining versus Whiplash. I'd rather see Shining, to be honest. Shining ones. All right, cool. And done. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 2001 versus Shawshank, or was it mid-90s? Mid-90s, but, um, it's gonna be... That's it. Oh my gosh. Oh, uh, we're... This guest star is being... Can't control. Can't control, man! Can't control! Um, was it, Shaw- was it Shawshank, or was it... T- um... It was... Mid-90s was the one we both agreed upon. Alright, 2001. Because it was... Di- yeah. 2001 ones. Yeah. Um... I feel like we should be writing these down, but we'll, we'll figure it out. Uh, Strange Love versus Internal Affairs: The Departed. Um, so Doctor Strange Love was first on my list. Um, Internal Affairs was first on your list. So let's see. Uh, go for well, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to argue. I'm gonna go try. We're gonna try. Mind. Well, n- not number one, but out of the two, it was on our. It was. So I'm gonna defend. The Departed. Actually, no. We'll see if we can do it this no, way. No, let's do this. Let's do this. Are we, are we changing up the format? No. Oh, okay. Oh, probably. Maybe. <laughs> this is like a test run, I guess. But okay, so let me go ahead. I want. I just want to read. We this. could do. We could do it based on ratings if you want. Uh, for round two. No, I don't care about ratings. Fair. Okay. A film about what could happen if the wrong person. Played the wrong, pressed the wrong button, and it. Play, okay, okay. A film that, about what could happen if the wrong person pushed the wrong button and it played the situation for laughs. U.S. Air Force General Jack Ripper goes completely insane and, and he sends his bomber wing to destroy the USSR. He thinks that the communists are conspiring to pollute the precious bodily fluids of the American people. Okay, right off the bat, I'm again sold on Doc Strange Love. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. Then The Departed or Internal Affairs. A uh, gang movie about. Let's see what it. Wow, it's what? number three on funniest American films. You know what? The fact that I didn't know that this was a comedy. I thought it was like a like a like a thriller. The fact that I didn't know it's comedy. Yeah, well, I'll give it to Doctor Strange Love. Okay. Um. The Departed is a movie about um. What exactly is it about? Because I know that undercover cops being undercover, and moles. And crime families. It, we'll watch it. Well, okay. So it's not the reason I'm not sold on that one is because it's there's a lot of movies like it, and it's apparently this one's just the one that did the best. So now we've got The Godfather versus Only God Forgives. Wait, it's, it's Godfather, right? 
Did we agree on no? We, we said no strange love. I said strange love. We said science of the lambs, right? No, I've seen science of the lambs. But I, I'm still putting Godfather over both of them. Godfathers. Okay, for me, if it was versus, if it was versus, uh, uh, only God forgives. I would have to do Godfather, but if it was versus uh, Sons of the Lambs, Sons of the Lambs is far more intriguing. So I'm pretty sure. I've all, I've already seen Sons of the Lambs, and neither of us have seen Godfather. That's why I'm saying Godfather. Okay, we can go. We can we can do that. All right. So now we got Godfather versus Strange Love. Godfather, Strange Love. Strange Love is a comedy. I I think that's gonna have to push it around. And push yeah, it through. for me, Godfather is a crime movie though. But big fan of crime movies. Godfather is the sidebar. We both love comedies. We both love crime movies. Always down to watch Pulp Fiction. Or uh, anything Snatch. that Guy Ritchie does. Yeah. So, <laughs> just sidebar. Those are favorite. Those might be our favorite genres. Hey, actually, I have a question. You didn't pick any black movies here. Okay. I was thinking about this, actually. reason I reason that I did that is because... Because I have a very simple reason. What? I've already seen a lot of them. To Boys in the Hood, Manchester Society, that's, Do the Right Thing, like I've seen them. So, my reason was that um, a lot of... Because you don't have I, any Spike cause, Lee. Because I, I would like to put Spike Lee on there, but it's just that... As much as I want as much as much want to say that I, it's not reviews for me, it just turns out so many times his movies have amazing premises, but they turn out kind of... They kind of fall flat just a little bit. That's a lot of movies here, to be honest. But in, in another thing was that I didn't think of right off the bat. I didn't think of very many. No, because that, that was one thing. So if we that could, was one thing I thought of was I was like, well, boys in the I'm like, no, nah, seen boys in the hood, seen menace to society, and seen you, do the right thing. Boys in the hood for me, I don't. I'm not. Yeah, that's Michael Bay and. Boys in the hood, no, it's not. Hold on, who are these people? Who? What's the Michael Bay? Bad boys. Bad boys. That's what I'm thinking of. Good lord, I can't think of anything today. Um, boys in the hood. Boys in the Hood has Ice Cube and Cuba Gooding Jr. So, I'm okay. I, I, I would watch it. It's not high on my list because it is on my list. It's just not that high. That's my. It's not in my top eight. So it, it's it's pro, it's probably in my. It's it's if you can show me movies like more movies. Well, no. If I can get an opportunity to watch more movies like that, I will watch them. It's just that. If it was between, uh, like my number one on my list was Silence of the Lambs, I think. Yeah, that was my number one. And if it was between Boys in the Hood and Silence of the Lambs, I would choose that. Uh, Silence of the Lambs. I that that being said, I'm I'm not saying there's like no movies that that are black men that are good. I'm just saying that also I have seen in recent years I've seen a lot of the recent black black made movies. So like Get Out. Um, Get Out. Dope. I've seen a lot of those already. So, recent years they haven't made it. And Spike Lee, Black I saw Klansman. Black Klansman. So, there's a decent amount I've seen. It's just... Th- like, Friday I've already seen. Um, at this point, I'm getting to my... Let's see. How can I phrase it? It's like, they're on the lower end of my list than... than um, because... They're basically lower on my list because I've seen all the ones that were higher on my list. So we're getting to like the tail end of my list now and I'm going to oh, start. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So these ones were all, are like my highest on the list in general and I still haven't 
actually been able to watch them, whereas those are the... Um, I'm getting to the tail end of my list on those. Okay. So, that's why. So, did we pick on either Godfather or Silence of the Lambs? Or Godfather or uh, Doctor Strangelove? Godfather, Doctor Strangelove. So, Godfather was like the original amazing... Uh, oh, man. Honorable mention. Scarface. Same. Uh, well, okay. That's why we didn't put it on there. Yeah. Um, uh, Godfather go. versus Doctor Strangelove. So, I would love to see a political comedy. Right, However... So Doctor Strangelove. Godfather is is like the original, the original gold standard for crime movies. So, I'm I'm, I'm gonna say Godfather because that was my number one. I really want to see Godfather. Really? Yeah. If someone put the two in, in front of me, I would have to. Godfather. Godfather is just so clean, but Doctor Strange Love is so different. It's so much different than I've seen. I it's, it's got to be like. Well, here's the funny part, man. Because like. The Shining versus 2001 is the other matchup. We all know it's winning that. Yeah. 2001. Yeah, it is. So, so the, the real question is here, here is 2001 Godfather or Doctor Strange Love? 2001. It's not Kubrick movies. All three Stanley Kubrick oh, movies made it to the finals. <laughs> all right. So we just love Stanley Kubrick. But no, no we think we, we love think Stanley we, Kubrick yeah. because we've never seen any of his movies. We, so we're pretty sure we're fans, but we, we don't know yet. Um, I would say if we were picking of the three, because those are all very different movies, and that's where it gets hard. Two thousand one for me. Two thousand one is the one I most want to see. Yeah, two thousand one is probably gonna be my most the one I most want to see. But God, kind of for second place, Godfather or Doctor Strange Love. Godfather. Purely because of comedies can bring me in. Oh man, you're right though. Like a lot of Marlon Brando and Robert De Niro are in it. It's like and Martin Scorsese wrote it. And Scorsese versus Kubrick is way more interesting than Kubrick versus Kubrick. I'm sorry, Doctor Strange. Love you. Third is bad. It's not bad, but oh my gosh, I would love to have. I would. It's just that it's like I really want to see that movie and I haven't seen it yet. But so we'll, we'll, say go, we'll go. Go. If you want to see it that bad, yeah, we'll say Strange Love. Strange Love versus two thousand one. No. Ooh. Okay. So. Strange Love versus. Two thousand one. I'm yeah, sorry. Two thousand one. Two thousand one. So, but so the movie Godfather, we most want to see. Godfather versus 2001? Yeah, 2001. 2001. Okay, so it really didn't matter who won. We were battling for No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was gonna, always going to be 2001. So the movie that we most want to see is 2001 Space Odyssey. Yeah. If I can find that anywhere, I'd, I'd watch it tonight. All right. Sounds good. Is there... So let's see. Uh, Anything else? I don't think there would be. Um. Real quick. We can just do closing remarks and real quick, just be like, Skater XL, what do you think? Oh, Skater XL, yeah, that was Sessions. it. Skater XL versus Session. So, um, that is the new kind of battle that I'm really interested in, especially because I can see one being a console exclusive. And it doesn't... The, That's thing, what I'm interested in the most, is that Session came out at the Xbox premiere. Like, that's when... And it was an Xbox Early Access. 
So I wonder if Session's going to be on Xbox and Skater XL is going to be on PlayStation. So it's going to be or for on me. Both, probably. For me, it's about am I picking a game for controls or looks? Right now, I would love the whole. I, right I now, like the controls se- more. Right now, Session looks way better than. But the controls for Session. Oh, let's see. Which but Skater XL looks like it plays better. Yeah, that's that's my thing. The fact that it, the fact that they said it has no like skate, uh, they, it, it has yeah. no tricks like um, graphics already in the game. Yeah, you kind of come up with your own with the fly. Yeah, it could that could be very interesting, and I would very much like to look into that one more. But yeah, so ultimately, we're those games are two that when we're those, definitely going to keep track of. When are those coming up? I think it said. Early next year, late this year, like summer, okay. uh, like in the summertime in that area. One of them, I I think, is always gonna kind of be in early access on Steam, because it, because they're just updating it as they go. I'm okay with that. I play early access games all the time. So let me let's see when session is gonna come out. Um. Oh, a later date. Yeah. So. That's good. I, I'm actually okay with that because I don't think that you should force a game to come out purely for the fans. So it might, but it might turn out to be a battle between so who gets. They're to, using gets Unreal, points. which is cool. Oh, so Xbox game preview sometime in 2020. So oh, it should have been out already. Hmm. So it might. That's interesting. Whereas Skater XL is being updated, kind of like as they go. So, like, and all right. So Skitter Excel is out right now. I don't think it actually. Wait, Skitter Excel comes out next month. So I don't. I don't think it had or like in two an, months. An, an actual like an initial release date. I think what they're mostly doing is kind of like testing out bugs and stuff. Hold on, is Skitter Excel only coming out on PS4? Oh, it might be console exclusives then. But one thing that might be interesting: what if these games uh, come out and kind of combine to make some sort of Make EA actually make a Skate 4. Okay, no. So, Skater XL is coming out on everything. So, I'm... De- wow, it's coming out on Switch. Well, that's, that's interesting. But I'm definitely going to look at Skater XL more. Sessions? Skater XL looks oh, like I've it been feels to that better. Store. Sessions looks like it... It just... It looks better. So, I'm going to I'm gonna have to go with what feels better. I can get a bot, a get get away from the art style and the background of the game if it's just super, if the mechanics are cool. Because you can almost make it stylized to look, you can make a stylized low budgetness. Well, the thing about Skater XL that's interesting is that like their LA looks really really good, but the problem is, like, like one example I have the is, the look of the like the the environments look great. Everything else looks a little. Like, not smooth. Like, it kind of reminds me of Backbreaker. Did you ever play Backbreaker? The football game? On phone? Yeah, uh, they had a real game, but yeah. I, I haven't played the real game. I played the one. The so, it was all procedurally game. generated, right? And it was never, like, so... Oh, I do remember that game, though. Yeah. Yeah, so the hits, like, it was cool the first couple times, but then you kind of realize, like, no, the animations would look way better. But at the same time, when you look at, um, like, I played, uh, what's that game called? Uh, NBA Live, and it was really, really weird because the whole thing was like all animation based compared to 2K. How it's, I mean, it's still animations, but it's like a bunch of animations that all end up together compared to just one set of animations. So I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the control system. I'm, I'm cool with. It's just gonna be really, really weird. 
Yeah, so right off the bat, if they both came out today, I'd, I I think I'd have to go with Skater XL. But that's not saying that I probably won't get Sessions. I'll ha- I'll also have to like look into and play like a demo or something of ska- Sessions. But it comes to like what comes to mind is is uh you know super hot. That game I was actually following from when it was a, it used to be like a flash game demo and I was following from the beginning that game. And it seen and that one was it started out over I was like a the the background was stylized for low budgetness and I loved it because of that because the white I I I thought it, the white and red was like a stylized choice that they so they didn't have to pick they didn't have to like make a fully fleshed out environment. And you can do that on games like this. And I but and I also think that what they're going to end up doing is do more of the skate, you know, sort of um you know where you could kind of make your own skate parks and all that stuff and skate. I think Yeah, that's they did say that towards. that's going to be in the they did say that was going to be in the game. Um the only problem is I don't want to rely on mods for an entire for an entire game. That's I'm okay with that. On my on the other hand, I like mods. Like, no, but like for a whole game, I'm just oh, relying no, on like some no. dude. That's kind of my issue with Super Mega Baseball. Well, not my issue because I like Super Mega Baseball. Oh, Super Mega Baseball Three is coming out uh, this month. Oh, nice. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my issue with Super Mega Baseball in games like that. Is that like? It shouldn't be so hard to create something in the game that all of a sudden you're just relying on somebody else to do it. The WWE is actually way worse with that, to be honest. And yeah, I get that. You're you're totally right in that because I don't believe when a game comes out, I believe it should be finished, and you shouldn't. And the only thing that you should be relying on the audience to do is to enjoy it, and maybe enhance. And mods are to enhance their enjoyment, their yeah. personal enjoyment, rather than enhance the game. So yeah, like a graphics mod should only be like, hey, I we. We've been messing with this. Not, hey, this game's fucking unplayable without it. Yeah. And, yeah, so, you're right. You're right. Mods should, shouldn't be, like, a huge deal to the actual game mechanic. And, yeah, I'm okay with that. We can definitely say that if the, when these games come out, my, th- my problem is that one of my problems is that they both look very quiet. They look like they're going to be... Yeah, this music is better be fire. Yeah, it looks... Because Skate... If you if you played skate with no music, which I'm sure you've done before, here's the, the thing. Kind of weird. Here's the thing: they need to have a lot of people in this game. Yes, that's because yeah. those backgrounds are empty, like barren. Just something. You're on a road. It's like you're. Car out there. It's, it's like anything. you're skating in I Am Legend. Like, um, there is no one out there. Like an archer with Bab- Babu. Just give him a toy. Just just something. Something. That I think so. I think that's what makes it look a little bit dead. Um. But I mean, we'll see. How I I, I have hope. I Skater itself, they're coming. If they're planning on coming out with that in July, they better. I really Jesus. hope that what Man, there's a lot to do if they're planning on coming out with that in two months. What I hope happens is that this brings on an all all new sort of set of uh of extreme sports skating games in particular. To it starts off a new wave of that. Well, we saw today that they're making uh nine different wrestling games. And, and I kind of wonder if skateboarding is kind of that next thing after that because, I mean, skateboarding kind of is having a renaissance, but it's it's this it's it's a weird one because I think everybody's kind of in that post X Games time where X Games isn't as powerful as it once was, but like Thrasher's huge. Yeah, like skate culture is huge. Like people are wearing Vans and Thrasher. 
not even knowing their skate brands. They're just cool. You know, I you know being from Hawaii, we we're not we we always knew about it. But like, and I think that one of the best things for games is to it, skate games have to understand this making a game too hard because is a huge problem because what the what video games always have to do is present you with a life that you could have lived and that it actually is kind of within your grasp well, and it's kind of to expose you to a new area i think with cyberpunk the whole issue that people had with that was hey is there really not going to be any sort of third person i think that third person comes out sooner rather than later me too and i'm actually it's it might be one of the few if it doesn't it might be one of the few first person games i'm actually into yeah because I actually, again, I have very high hopes for that one. You're telling me that all this character creator and you're not going to ever let us see it? Come on. Yeah. So I have very high hopes for that one. I hope it comes out and it's all good. Same with Sessions and Skater XL. I hope that they kind of start redefining video games with those. Like people start venturing into categories that have been previously not tested at all. Yeah. Or right. not tested for years. Yeah. Like skate, skate 3 came out in 2010. So that's 10 years now. Yeah. We haven't had another skate game. Well, it's only half five, but the less said about that, the better. Fair. <laughs> yeah, because that, that game was incredibly forgettable. Oh, just, just, we'll just call such it. Such a mess. <sighs> yeah. Okay. But to wrap it up, uh, you got anything Anything else? No. I think it, that's all about it, I'd say. All right. That's a solid two-hour pause, too. Um, probably, probably gonna have a special episode next week for UFC 249. I'm considering it. I'm not sure how we're gonna do it, but I'm thinking about doing it. Um, we'll talk about that off air. This Brave and the Grown-Up Kid. This is me. We can roll with that. Thank you for listening.